Merchandise issues, tabletop role-playing games, and the wonderful world of comics. I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me as always is... The person wanting to be a Game Master soon, Kevin. <laughs> and we're so eagerly awaiting what he has planned for us. <laughs> I'm just going to get my telescope ready. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh no, that's how I picture it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get started like we do every episode we want to encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out in the world um you know in the past we've highlighted things like black lives matter and the movement um against uh, the anti-asian pacific islander violence that was going on in the u.s um you know these issues are still very important these are things that are still ongoing um but what we want to encourage you guys to do is find a way that you can help whether that's donating time or money um you obviously if you're doing time, you know, please be safe out there. Pandemic is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can, you know, donate to streams. You know, there's ways that you can watch streams that just help uh, generate revenue. Uh, and, or even just beginning the steps of beginning to educate yourself that you can be better in the world. Um, that is important. <laughs> uh, find a way that you can help. Be a hero in your own way. Let's just all find a world, a way to make this world a better place. Uh, with that said, we'll jump into kind of our first topic which is the world of toys with Power Rangers. Uh, (laughs) uh, The first thing, we're going to get the small one out of the way because there's another one that's coming right behind it. But uh, uh, the pictures have been found of a henchman figure that will be part of the core Dino Fury line. Um, You know, we keep getting trickled out new Dino Fury things. It's, you know, not been officially, air quotes, announced. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But what did you think of this when you saw it, Kevin? I mean, it makes sense. We we were bound to get a henchman figure uh, eventually, and so we got a mm-hmm. henchman <laughs> uh, clever. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, it, it looks cute. I think it looks really good. Again, Dino Fury's core line, I'm not really interested in, especially now that we know certain Dino Fury figures are coming. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, for those of you that are collecting that, or for you know kids that are playing with them, I think it's a really fun thing. So enjoy yeah. it exactly kind of how similar feelings of it uh i'm not collecting this line so yeah it's cute it's nice that it's happening uh i'd be curious if we ever get a like lightning collection version considering the fact we will have two rangers from this team because it'd be interesting yeah, yeah. but it... yeah i think it's interesting too thinking though about the lightning collection because i think even though they've kind of been going like the um sporadic releases where like they're doing different teams at the same time like the henchmen if you've noticed like we've only been getting those in series order yeah, we got the Putty Patroller first, then the Z Putty, then the Tangas, and now the Cogs. So, I feel like they're releasing those in series order. So, I would not be surprised if we see Perumtron next. But I, I could also just see them though, like testing the waters is like yeah. slowly expanding. Like you yeah. do the Putties because they're the most recognizable. You do the Cogs next because mm-hmm. you're like, let's just see. And then I, yeah. I could see since those have maybe sold well, mm-hmm. they will do more. Um, yeah i yeah and it could be possible too that maybe they're going to start going like a team route where like as the team is wrapping up they'll eventually release their henchmen because we got the cogs around the time when zeos were getting revealed and like the we were finding out that yeah. zeo would be finished so maybe i don't know since we know dino thunder is finishing up for example maybe we get tyrannodrones so 
yeah that would be interesting i could also see like tronics or anything like that but yeah mm-hmm. it just uh, that's i'm always thinking of like when it would hit like lightning collection if they would do it uh yeah. but like you said we'll see because i think they're still probably in like because i mean they've also kind of seemingly put a lot behind the monster kind of line and the deluxe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. line now that they're calling it yeah so I, i'd be curious just to see where that would go and then like mm-hmm. ah i'm sorry i'm spiraling <laughs> okay. um but uh, the other big toy news, <laughs> if you've been under a rock, had your head buried in sand, uh, the ninja figures have begun releasing in the UK, and there have been issues. Mm-hmm. Issues upon issues upon issues, mainly revolving around missing heads, mm-hmm. duplicate heads, missing pieces, just uh, overall, just a huge uh to borrow a phrase, a clusterfuck. It's mm-hmm. just been uh, a kind of huge ongoing issue. Um, I, the thing I've not been able to find out is it doesn't appear to be tied to a specific retailer. It mm-hmm. does seem to be a manufacturing issue, and it seems to be affecting yeah. all who are shipping them out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. It does suck to see that. Um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about in the past on the podcast before is when, you know, fans do tend to sometimes get a little harsh on Hasbro, which is, you know... Mm-hmm it's understandable in some ways um this is one of those times when it is understandable like yeah this is very much a major issue i i'm trying to think of where it would probably be stemming from i'm obviously it's manufacturing so probably there's either been shortages at the manufacturing warehouses and plants where they're packaging these maybe something else is going on like you know i think thing i think we need to remember too is that yes it, it does suck and for the fans that have been wanting these figures really badly and like excited for them it sucks for them and it's really bad um hopefully hasbro will find ways to rectify this as they have in the past um you know i think of the dino thunder white helmet that's a really good example of them actively trying to fix mistakes um but i also think we need to just remember like the people that are putting these together are in these really hard conditions and factories putting toy after toy after toy together and yeah there's a global pandemic and a variant that is literally ravaging our country but also the world I would not be surprised mm. if that's partly to, to blame for what's going on. Maybe there were factory shortages of employees. Maybe something else happened. We will never know. But hopefully Hasbro will do the right thing and kind of fix things for the fans. Yeah, and the thing to keep in mind is, like, no solution to this is going to be quick. No, um, no, that's the big thing. Not. Like, yeah, the, the, this is not a, like, you know, we can send a head out to everyone, like, or a helmet yeah. out to everyone who requests. Like, this is a... You have to go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. redo these figures, mm-hmm. get all the correct pieces, reship them out, get them to either retailers. So, I mean, the biggest thing right now is if you're having one of these issues, probably just go ahead and ask for a return. Go ahead and get the item returned. Like, mm-hmm. there's no use waiting. There's not going to be a quick solution. Yeah. Um, unless, unless your retailer can offer you a quick replacement, then yeah, mm-hmm. go for that. But if you're waiting for Hasbro to do something... That's going to be take time. Yeah. I'm positive they're aware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to have to, like, one, not only set up the process and the procedure for replacing them, but also training their team on it. Like, mm-hmm. the, they're going to have to have their teams know, like, the customer service teams, like, hey, if someone does this, then go to this plan and then go from there. Like, it's it's going to take a little bit of time. And also, I mean, there's a gigantic shipping crisis. So if they're sending out whole new waves of these, it would take like mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. exactly exactly so i i just yes it's bad does not look great um 
I am positive Hasbro is aware. I'm sure they're trying to put something oh, yeah. together, but this is going to take time, especially since it is a global issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, if you if you if this breaks, you want to buy lightning collection figures. Sorry, I'm, I'm sure you'll find one that you want eventually. But like, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand the need to like constantly, you know, yeah. crap on a company no. that I, is is aware. Yeah. yeah, and I think too, it really boils down to like. I'm trying to think of the right way to word this there's disappointment that mm-hmm. is justified like i mm-hmm. i i would be disappointed and hurt if i got my shipment of ninja figures and you know i was missing the head of you know three of them yep. um that's understandable but then there's also the outrage disappointment when and we've seen this multiple times in the fandom and i'm sorry to anybody but um i i think of like the promotional picture to fiascos with metallic blue mighty morphin and lost galaxy blue when people were thinking that oh wow they forgot to paint his horns on his helmet or oh wow they gave him a white outline on the helmet when it's supposed to be silver and people were very mad they were very upset and then what <sighs> happened guess what we got the figures and they were fixed yeah and or i think another one that i really enjoyed was um when in space pink was missing the armbands Mm-hmm. And then guess what Hasbro did? They delayed in space pink and they put the armbands on. So yeah, we remember still people were still weren't happy about that because they weren't in the right spot, et cetera, et cetera. But like I, I was so I don't want to I don't want to like go on this because we're about to go into another topic that's a similar situation. Yeah. Um, but I saw. I guess I have to like when talking about outrage and talking about like what we're saying, like it feels like it goes too far. One of the comments that I saw in like my deep dive this morning, just going through different people's mm-hmm. things, so I saw someone talking about you know they were worried about Lightspeed Rescue figures, and a comment made was like, oh, they'll probably have the outlines of their symbols be silver, and if that happens, I'll I'll, I'll lose my mind. I'm like, over some silver paint instead of white paint. I just like look, I'm gonna be real. This stuff is causing you this big of a problem. You should stop. <laughs> like, yeah. and that's not me being mean. I just, yeah. for your own mental sake, maybe stop. Right. Um, but that's we're not going to go further deep into yeah, that. We've yeah. done this before. Yeah. But well, like, really. Yeah, and it it is valid for them. I must. I mean, I, it's valid for them to feel that way. But then you have to kind of think of like the bigger picture as well. Like it, if that if it is that important to you, okay, either get some white paint, paint it over um or have somebody do it for you or at the end of the day you know just do what you need to do i I think it's funny though imagine if like mighty morphin power rangers season three was airing today and then bandai released the shogun zord with the pink zord yeah imagine what people would do to that in today's remember remember when they when bandai gave that mighty morphin pink black and blue silver uh belts and no one like burn down the entire world for that or wait. when the gold ranger was yellow <laughs> wait no bandai doesn't do that bandai has never once made a terrible product what are you talking about as you as you would believe this fandom now yes i yeah. swear like it's it's wild sometimes it is yeah okay we can't go into that whole discussion but yeah that is guys like this is not new toy manufacturers do mess up and like while i've seen some of y'all make kind of like oh we don't want perfection then but you have to then be able to understand that there's going to be issues exactly i I don't know where i think we're giving them a lot of grace and i I don't know and i I really want to stress that we do understand that this is bad like this is oh yeah no i yeah like i i definitely this is an issue where hasbro needs to step up i agree Mm -hmm. like they need to step up they need to fix it this is not okay 
this is a major manufacturing error on their part this is something that isn't okay but if there was silver lining on a lightspeed rescue helmet meh yeah it's a minor there there are bigger problems in this world uh but speaking of fandom outrage uh the tabletop RPG game uh, this past week, uh, Renegade Games released the PDF of the core rulebook for mm-hmm. everyone who had pre-ordered it, um, mm-hmm. the physical edition or the PDF itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was also not without controversy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Both myself and Kevin have actually, well, Kevin has read the entire book. I have not, well, not all of it. Uh, you've read a majority though. like <laughs> Yeah, I have. Um, and it's it, so before we dive into the issues that have happened and kind of the opinions of others, um, what did you think of the book? What, what are your thoughts, Kevin, having dived into it, having yeah. looked at it, having had some time with it on your own? Yeah. So, um, I was very excited. Like this was definitely a highlight of the week for me, especially during a stressful mm-hmm. week. Um, but you know, I want to preface by saying that my experience with tabletop RPGs is still relatively new. I mean, I've dabbled with them in the past in past relationships. I never could find the right group. It was really only recently that I got decent at tabletop RPGs, and even then I still struggle a little bit. Um, but that being said, in terms of uh, a player, I think this definitely has some potential. It has a lot of really good things in there. Um, it There are a few minor issues that I do agree that need to be rectified, but Renegade has already clarified that they will be taking care of that, so I'm not terribly mm-hmm. worried in the long run. Um and really, when I think of this PDF release, I think of it as a preview of sorts. Like, it's an incentive for you to be able to read it sooner. But all of the necessary things to make are not necessarily out yet. Um, but in terms of options and building, there's clearly a lot of room for you to make your own things and to do your own things. Um, there is a heavy leaning for the time being towards Mighty Morphin in terms of archetypes and different things like that. However, um, that's not to say that you can't customize things and make your own your own things so it's a really neat opportunity it's really cool um and i definitely think that given time um this is a brand new new system a brand new role-playing game it will take a little bit of time to develop and get a few things out there um but i do think there's a lot of potential within this itself so i am very excited um i've enjoyed what i've read i'm still trying to wrap my head around some things um but character creation has been happening and you know, I, I'm excited to play as a player at some point. Right now, I'm focusing on being a GM. Um, but, you know, I I need a few more things from Renegade to really flesh it out a bit more. But I'm, in, I'm liking what I'm reading so far. You can tell that there was quite a bit of care put into this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I agree. Um, kind of looking at it, I, I am along the similar lines as you, Kevin. I was excited about this. I, I do think there's some kind of like weird gaps in the book. Um, you know, I, I do think there were some things we were made aware of beforehand. We were aware that this was kind of focusing in on like the Zordon era that like mm-hmm. we would be roughly mighty morphin in space is where we were kind of mm-hmm. going to be targeting a lot of the RPGs, what they had set up front. Mm-hmm. Um, so criticisms about that are weird to me, but, uh, I, I do overall, I think a, a lot of what I like in the system is I like the way the colors work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people that don't like that um, and have issue with it, but I think the color spectrum is like works really well as kind of like your yeah. class of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and I, I like kind of how the origin works. Um, the influence, I'm a little iffy on, but I think mm -hmm. it, it adds character yeah. in a way that we need. Um, mm -hmm. And we, and you and I in character creation have been able to kind of build off of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that is kind of working. Um, yeah. I do just think the big thing is kind of like the nitty gritty. If you're like a numbers person from like, yeah. D from like D and D and other games, yeah. this is maybe going to be a little hard because I, I don't think that was maybe as fleshed out as well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely. And this isn't me trying to knock on this Essence Twenty system or anything like that. It this is definitely designed to be less of a numbers game and more of a experience game. Yeah, and I, and I actually like that a little bit because um, one of the things that I've learned from helping with character building and like looking at the different options you have is I really like how, um, and as a GM, like this has actually helped me quite a bit. Like, using the baseline of, like, here is your origin, here is your influence, here is your color, um, and then here are your essence points. And like, once you get that together, that kind of gives you the core of what you need to build a story around the character. So, for example, I was, uh, I've spent the past week uh, doing some, you know, character building with a couple of my players. And one of the things that I really enjoyed while I was doing that was talking through with them and saying, okay, so based off of these things, this is what you're thinking for the character. And then as we were both talking, like, it kind of became this, like, mutual, like, okay, well, I, now that I think about it, I really want it to be like this, and then we make this thing, and then now we have this, like, beautiful part of a story that I hadn't thought of yet, so... Um, yeah. That's what I really enjoy, and I think for me, I'm, you know, I'm a writer by nature. Um, I don't write all the time, but I want to write more. <laughs> um, but, like, one thing I really enjoy about this is is that it, it allows for you to kind of work with the player to tell a story. And Yeah. You know, there's still the options for min minimizing, maximizing your stats and doing the best you possibly can. Um, and that's great, too. I think that if you're that type of player, there's going to be a lot there for you. But I think if you are looking for an experience where you can role play and really create a living, breathing character, like, you've got it right here. And, you know, I think for me, that's something that I'm really going to enjoy dealing with is, like, working with my players, creating their characters, and helping them kind of discover what their story is going to be so yeah same uh and i think that's i i think that narrative experience is kind of right and i think that's kind of what i think this game at least like it, it is going to really allow mm -hmm. um and i think some people were expecting a, something to be more a little guided and i'm just like i it's a tabletop game these are usually pretty pretty open <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. like I, I i you know like you, Kevin, I've not had a ton of experience um, kind of doing them. I've done a couple D&D sessions. Yeah. I own a bunch of the D&D &D books. But, like, even if you're reading those, I feel like I have a similar feeling with, like, the Power Ranger ones where sometimes I'm like, I just don't know how this all connects. Yeah. And that's kind of a thing. Like, I don't. that's a tabletop thing. I don't think that's necessarily yeah. just a problem the Power Ranger and, ones has. Yeah, and that's the thing I think that, like, at the end of the day, it's not until you start really playing and getting to see how it plays out. Like, yeah. we think of, like, when they had the Day of Destiny RPG, right? The toy, the show. Like, yeah. that probably took them a long time to get everything together, and they probably really had to sit the party down and be like, okay, here's what you need to do, here's what you need to know. And, like, even then in the episodes, I think they had to, like, kind of coach them through what was needing to be done, so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, we've kind of danced around it, but there's been some, like, major kind of controversy as well with this um released because a lot of people were unsatisfied with what was provided to them mm -hmm. um complaints around missing aspects of like being able to like uh like threat tables for gms mm -hmm. uh different aspects for gms on how to approach storytelling mm -hmm. uh just oh and then like people being just dissatisfied with the system unto itself yeah. um and it became 
the problem became these critiques became kind of a wave yeah um, if you are part of the power rangers gaming group that renegade has on facebook uh after tuesday when this released it was non-stop it felt like yeah there were um, every other posts yes <laughs> there were different posts complaining about various things sometimes the same things mm-hmm. um and it just became this kind of wave and renegade to their credit has tried to respond as best they can um they're not like going through and like reading each person's thing and giving them a line by line but they're saying hey we have things planned there's stuff we're going to release um it's not quite ready to release but we have things that will help with this um please be patient um They've also had to dispute rumors that people have been passing around that the book is delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been like, no, it's on time. It'll it'll be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think Renegade has a really great plan. Is like um, February is going to be Power Ranger month. There's going to be things mm-hmm. uh, every Monday, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have some special things that they're going to tease out in February as well. And mm-hmm. um, they've got Renegade Con coming up where they're going to announce even more stuff going into 2022 and mm-hmm. through 2022 into 2023. Uh, so there's a lot that I, I, you know, we talked about kind of Hasbro not having a response yet. I do think renegade went into this week anticipating some of the criticisms Mm -hmm. they did they and yeah 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 they definitely like i will say this and i'm very happy with this renegade social media team i feel like they were just constantly on vigil last night um not just for power rangers i feel like their other social media platform teams were probably also too like i know for me um one of the things that was kind of like a a miscommunication i think for me and i just didn't understand so for those of you that maybe pre-ordered it like earlier in the game before they announced the pdf download for free um they received codes to put in for the game store and you had to like use the code to buy it again essentially for free um but then those of you that pre-ordered after a certain date because you waited last minute like me um then at that point it was just automatically in your account like it was part of your order when you checked out but i remember um i was trying to look for it the night before release and like i had posted a comment at like nine o'clock at night ten o'clock at night and granted, like, Renegade is on the West Coast. They are three hours behind me um, and two hours behind you, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So this was, like, at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And, like, I got a comment at, like, 10 o'clock from one of the social media managers. And so that would mean they were probably working at, like, 6 p.m. at night their time. Um, and we were DMing, like, until about probably 10.30. And then he finally helped me figure out what was wrong. So, like, kudos to the Renegade team because I think they fully were aware. They know well enough that people were going to be devouring they know there was a demand and a need for this and so i definitely think that i gotta give renegade kudos on that because they were they were ready to go like uh elisa one of the managers for the page she was actively answering questions and commenting most of the first couple of days and she still is so uh kudos to them um you know it i gotta give renegade props like for them to be such to have started out as kind of a smaller company that not many people knew about Mm -hmm. um the growth that they've had over the past couple of years is really cool to see. And even though they've kind of gotten bigger and bigger with their IP and their games, like the fact that they still feel like a small board game company and like they're actively caring about their people. Like the fact that the president of their company had to comment on the Power Rangers page to make sure people knew everything was going to be okay. Like not many companies would do that. Yeah. So I, I want to give my thanks in this moment to Renegade for giving us some product to be excited about. I think, you know, they have definitely provided the tools for players and i 
disappoint like we talked about earlier disappointment is understandable it's valid if there's things that you made up in your mind <laughs> that hmm. it was going to be in there like there were things that i was disappointed about whenever i read through the book but then there were things that i was really excited about like as i was reading more and more about the mechanics and some of the things and how it plays differently than other uh d20 inspired games like I, there were things i was finding at every corner to be excited about so um i know one of the funny things that uh <laughs> Because uh, Joel and I both had to show a lot of restraint on social media this weekend because we were trying our hardest not to uh, engage. Yeah, we were trying really hard not to. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. But I remember I saw one comment that was like, it, it was a thread where people were talking about the amount of criticism the company was getting. And someone was like, well, they shouldn't release product if they're not going to be open to criticism. And my comment was going to be, you shouldn't buy something if you make something up in your head and it's not there. Yeah. Or you should be open to that being a possibility. Yeah. So I didn't. I was being good. But, um, you know, it's to the fans that are disappointed, understandable. But, you know, it is what it is. And, like, Renegade has already revealed and announced for those of you that are curious or need to know, there will be uh, several errata released. There will be, uh, you know, like Joel mentioned, updates every Monday. So those of you that have played Heroes of the Grid, you know they release, like, free scenarios and everything like that every single Monday. That'll be the same case here. So. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, I'm already tentatively planning a second campaign. That's how excited I am. But I'm having to remind myself to focus on the first one and then do a second one. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll make it work. Yep. Uh, and so with that, we'll kind of move on to comic books, which is our last topic mm-hmm. for this week. Uh, Mighty Morphin number 15 released this past week. It was written by Ryan Parrott, illustrated by Marco Renna. Colored by Walter Bayamonte with color assistance by Sharon Marino mm-hmm. and lettered by Ed Dukeshire. Um, and kind of the previews uh, description for this is on the moon. The epic long awaited battle is finally here as Zordon and Lord Zed go head to head. As the Imperials are unleashed, the, pow- the Rangers must ca- summon every weapon at their disposal to stop them from cleansing Earth. And can Matthew and Tommy mm-hmm. put their differences aside to avenge their fallen comrades? Mm-hmm. And what other unexpected alliances will be formed in the desperate attempt to stop the Imperials? Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> this was an interesting escalation. Uh, yeah. I think overall, I really like this issue a lot. I think that this, again, the thing we've praised Ryan for, I think the entire time and Eltari yeah. Moore has been no exception. This is a really great issue with character moments. Yeah. Um, there are a ton of them and for multiple characters, uh, mm-hmm. I really want to like the thing I want to give Ryan praise for is I think he writes a really great Lord Zed. Yes, uh, he does. I, I, <laughs> I know he struggled with that initially, mm-hmm. um, but I think he's really captured the kind of the character's voice yeah. from the show um, in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I really loved the banter, this issue between like Lord Zed and Zordon mm-hmm. um, from the flashback that we had and from the battle they were having. Mm-hmm. It's just very great. Yeah, for sure. It definitely also highlights, too, I think. Um, I know some fans had some concerns about them expanding on Zed's history, but I honestly mm-hmm. think that, like, it added, like, such such great detail because if it had just been Zed and Zordon fighting without the context that we now know about Zed, um, at least in the confines of this reality, um, I think it wouldn't have been as impactful, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like, giving Zed that backstory, it now even, like, I was watching... Uh, to prepare for being a GM last week, I was watching some of the first episodes of certain seasons and I watched the mutiny part one and seeing the mutiny part one and kind of giving that like retrospective of like, if this is in this reality too, who Zed really is, 
And I like to think that, to be honest. Um, it was a really nice thing to think about, and I was like, oh, okay. Because Zed and Zordon always had a history anyway in the TV show, so now it has actual layer to it. Well, and I think the thing that it, it, it does, and I think this issue also highlights, is it, it's, it doesn't change Zed's mission. No, it doesn't. He's still the same character at the end of the day. Yeah. And he's still, and if anything, it, it drives that mission of Zed's even further. And I really, what I really like is, you know, I think when we get the villain is someone that the hero knows, there's always that end game that they will eventually be able to kind of um, mm-hmm. bring them to the side of good. Mm-hmm. And I think Zordon thinks that's going to happen here. And I, and I really like that in this issue, Zed is at every turn, like, butting against Zordon. Yeah. I th- um, yeah, Zed is definitely resisting, and like he he does not care anymore. Like Zordon is trying to appeal to him and help him see that he's been manipulated, but at this point, Zed is so far gone that like it's not Zafram anymore. It's yeah. not. So and and I and I like the thing that like ultimately I think you know the kind of final blow that that Zordon strikes to Zed Zafram is that like he appeals to his sense of like control in a weird way. And I think by play, it's really interesting having this happen after the episode in Dino Fury, where Zed being controlled is a big plot point. He hates it. Uh, Yes. (laughs) It's a thing he doesn't like. So Zordon using that as the way to kind of get Zed to help him is a really, really fun. Yeah. I I just, I liked that as a character point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it also, like, I think it highlights the fact that, like, this whole time... And and Zed really had a good moment throughout the issue in the fight where he was explaining why he's done what he has done. and Because he just reinforces to Zordon that he thinks that Zordon is the reason why he is the way he is now. Like, he he blames Zordon for everything, thanks to some gentle pushes and nudges and a big nudge from uh, Zardus. So I think it's going to be really interesting in the future to see, like as we keep going further in the timeline, you know, what are Zed's motivations going to be? If, you know, how they resolve some of this, like, will they like do some kind of like memory wipe or something? Like, we don't know what's going to happen, but I think one thing going back to what you mentioned about, like you, when you have a personal character conflict and you kind of see them going to the side of good, it does make me think about, um, countdown to destruction and the yeah. Z wave that Zordon releases. Cause as we remember in the Z wave, they, you know, only certain characters got saved. Um, so basically the main villains, except for the Machine Empire. <laughs> um, but now it makes sense because everyone that Zordon did save were creatures and characters that they were manipulated and they weren't originally evil. Yeah. Now that we know the context of Rita, now that we know the context of Zed, you know, we knew that for Divatox and Astronema. Um, but now that we know that, it kind of makes Zordon's sacrifice and like that final decision he made... Because the way I always pictured the Z-Wave was was that it was Zordon's consciousness going out through the galaxy and, like, you know, removing the threats. But I feel like that yeah. those four in particular were his, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to save you because I know you can do good because you were good at one point. So yeah. I think that also kind of really, this new backstory for Zed, I think that really fills his character arc out a lot more. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'll I think I'll be curious too to see kind of what Zed's motivations are after the Altarian yeah. War. But at the same time, like we know he's not gonna change. He's still probably gonna be determined to oh, destroy yeah. the Power yeah. Rangers and take that's, over the yeah. That that stayed even after season two. Um, even after he was quote unquote, you know, dumbed down as some people like to say, but he was always still very menacing and very like vile. 
Um, yeah. Part of me has a theory that after this, because if you remember in season two, we had like the wedding episode where Zeb was like, he has to recharge every once in a while. So I wonder if this is my theory about how it's going to end. It'll end. Everything will end with a nice bow tied around it, but then Zed will have the green energy out of him and then he'll have to like recharge. And that's when it segues into the wedding. And then we start seeing more pushes towards season three. Hmm. I, I could see that. Yeah. Like, I, like... But then again, <laughs> I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Like they could, they don't have to follow the TV series like... anymore, but like if it was me as a writer, that would be a good way to like segue into that and bring Rita and Zed in to show readers like what that would be like. I would be interested to see. Yeah. I'm very interested to see this Rita and this Zed in the comic books and seeing like, Rita kind of like with her original plan of like usurping Zed, but then also her kind of like falling in love with him as well. So, yeah, that could be interesting. My thing is like, I want them to keep Matt around, and I'm like, I'm always afraid to like. They'll put him back. <laughs> it in seems like box. they are. I yeah, I think I, they're I, going to for a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm even like, do the ninja quest with Matt there. Give yeah. Matt Green ninja powers. They like, could. do it. They really could. I mean, yeah. anything is possible at this point. I mean. The thing that I always pictured as is I picture kind of like with people planning their power into tabletop RPGs. Like the events of the series yeah. happen and they are there, but you can also flavor and fill in the dots as you go. Like that's, I won't say too well, much, but that's some of, some of what I'm doing. And, and like continuity is whatever. Like I understand certain people are slaves to it. I don't get that. I it, I just don't. Like yeah. I, I can't tie myself to that. Like it exists and I, I'm here to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but to talk about other things that were great in this issue, um, the Imperials uh, mm-hmm. have their leash cut. Yeah. By Grace Sterling, of all characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a truly badass moment, uh, Grace uses the Psycho Dagger to shatter the crystal mm-hmm. that Sardis has been using to control the Imperials. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they are broken free, they're like, yo, we're out. <laughs> yeah, no, they were, they were fully ready to just go out and destroy more and more, so... Um, yeah. I thought it was interesting though when they mentioned that like they were no longer tethered, they were now weaker, which I thought was an interesting element. Um, so I don't know if that means maybe Zardus's like life was connected to them, and that's why they were so strong. Um, I'm curious. Uh, so they keep saying they thought it would weaken them. Yeah, I don't know that that's. It, it, I know they repeated it multiple times. I think it's the thing that Rangers thought was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily what happened. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was unclear. I will, I will, I will give you that. That was a little wishy washy. Yeah. Um, I could see that maybe the fact that they're not solely being f- driven by one will that the three Imperials will they'll start doing their own ultimately. Thing. Yeah, and that, and even more so than just them three together, it could be within the three there being issues of like one goes off on its own and gets yeah. itself destroyed, which is what we saw with uh, the emissaries. Kind of, yeah. And, 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 you know, any villain team that kind of happens, I could see that being what ends up occurring in air quotes their weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, my picture, I think could, I could see happening with that story thread since I've been speculating a little bit. I could see them maybe destroying one, maybe two of them, and then one gets away, and then that's going to be what fuels the Omega Rangers for their next mission. Yeah. Because you have to, well, I mean, you have to have a reason to keep Jason training in Zack off world. So, I mean, Draken's still out there. Oh, yeah, he is, huh? Yeah, yeah, no, we've completely, he is, no one's talking about Draken, but I'm like, yeah, he's he's yeah. still running around out there. He's got, like, I, I feel like Draken's going to end up trying to get back to his his reality, though. I think he's definitely going to be like, yeah, I got to get back to where I'm, like, all-powerful. And then he's well, he's going to come in to see some, some bullshit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I, I He obviously has some kind of unfinished business here because we know on Onyx people knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd be curious. Like, there, there's... There's something I think Ryan has planned for that character, and that's probably why he is staying on yeah, Power Rangers. Probably, yeah. Um, I could see that. Um, but I, another thing I want to talk about this issue, and they tease it in the kind of previews description. Um, so we see the different Rangers fighting the Imperials with their Megazords, mm-hmm. or with their swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the Omega Rangers are mm-hmm. uh, fighting with theirs. Uh, Zach questions how Yale can pilot, and we find out that apparently it's similar to the tiger sword and yeah. that it works off motions yeah um so i'm just imagining like yell on a treadmill running and <laughs> swiping yeah. or it's like in his <laughs> mind or something like it he's yeah kind of like he's picturing himself inside of the vehicle or something yeah yeah um but also uh we see matt using the dragon sword to fight an imperial mm-hmm. and in a moment of desperation both matt and tommy uh, combine their swords mm-hmm. and we get the i don't remember how they called it uh, it was like the white tiger dragon yeah sword. something like that yeah <laughs> something similar. yeah uh it's uh what did you think of this yeah. <laughs> i mean it makes sense one of the things that ryan has been on record repeatedly is is if he gets to play with toys he's going to do things that we don't normally see we've seen that with the mega grave sword we've seen that with the you know mm-hmm. the white omega tiger sword omega yeah. tiger sword you know different things that we've seen consistently um so I think it's kind of fun. Uh, it, it was really tongue-in-cheek because, you know, we were going to see this a few episode, a few issues earlier back when Zeb was taking over um, Angel Grove. And then, uh, you know, they didn't happen for whatever reason. I can't remember what the exact reason was. I think they got bombarded. And then in the issue, Matt is very tongue-in-cheek of, like, let's give people what they want. And so it was kind of fun to see that because for years fans – I mean, that's why Draken kind of came where he came from was because fans have always made that, like, what if Tommy had both powers type thing. Um, yeah. So it's kind of fun to see that, and it, it reminds me, too, of why I like Matt as a ranger so much and the dynamic that he's been bringing in. And that's, like, one of the things I remember from when they first revealed the new Green Ranger and that cover from Mighty Morphin number uh, 50, 55, I think, or 51, whichever one it was, um, where it was all seven of them standing together. And, like, I, I really do... It's 55. It's my it's one of my favorite yeah. covers. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's now my phone background on my iPhone. Like, it's, it's such a It's my lock phone. It's my lock screen. Yeah, so. same, same. It's just a really good photo in general. Um, so like, I, I really do hope that we get to see a little bit more of Matt and the team working together. I think now that the command center is gone, I feel like, and Promethea is gone, I feel like Zordon and Grace are going to kind of enter into an uneasy alliance. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, especially now that Zordon is kind of like gained perspective and he's like realizing that, you know, I do make mistakes. I definitely wonder if we're going to start seeing Zordon and Grace, like patching things up a little bit, or at least Zordon attempting to. Yeah, I, I think that would be yeah. good. <gasps> ooh, uh, ooh, and you know what that could mean? Oh my gosh, maybe that's how Terra Venture gets started. Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that because we've got the ruins of Promethea, and we know Promethea is Terra Venture eventually. So yeah, there's a lot. I, I, it, there is, yeah, and, and you know, we didn't even touch on the, like the fighting against like the Sentry that yeah. kept going. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing was when uh, the one that teleports Zag. Is fighting Finster and Finster yep. just keeps sending more putties yeah. after him. <laughs> well, it also proves that like it it proves just how deadly Rita, Zed, and her crew really is. Like I know in the show we kind of like think of it as funny as like, oh wow, Goldar is gonna get, you know, tricked by a bunch of kids. But at the end of the day, like, these are really dangerous people. <laughs> like <laughs> when they put their minds to uh, it, they are extremely dangerous. 
Also, one of my favorite lines, and this is uh, Squat being like, I've never fought someone my own size before. Yeah, yeah no, that was kind of cute. <laughs> but, um, I think it definitely, and that's what I like about the comics, is that it kind of like fuels more material for it. And, you know, it. I associate the comics with why I got back into Power Rangers. Like, I was always into Power Rangers, but like, it was when I also stopped liking it as mm-hmm. much. Um, Ninja Steel era was a hard time for me but yeah um yeah like it i really do feel like right now especially with like beast morphers and dino fury kind of turning the tide for the tv show the role-playing game coming out the new movies in development the new netflix deal like i really do feel like we're in a renaissance of power rangers right now yeah and i I love it i'm so happy for it i am uh before we launch off the comic so i do really want to give a hand to marco yes the, the artist of this book uh, this issue looks great. Oh, yeah. The action is wonderful. Um, the shot of the Thunderzords, it's just them trotting up, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. It's one of my favorite. Like, it, there's, you know, an underwater battle with an Imperial. There's, like, mm-hmm. four Omegazords mm-hmm. fighting an Imperialist guy. Like, he is doing a ton of work yeah. on this issue, and it, it looks beautiful. It really does. Um, I really also, I want to say Walter Biamonte and Sharon Marino mm-hmm. on colors, mm-hmm. like, they make this book look great. The battles are yeah. clear. I love all the different energy effects. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as always, I think uh, Ed Dukeshire on letters, just like yeah. every time we get those big like block letters where it's like white tiger sword power up, yeah. dragon sword power up, like that, yeah. he, he, it gets that energy of the show. And I think it does a really great job. For sure. Um, I just really, this team is killing it. Uh, I'm going to be sad when Marco moves over to Power Rangers. Yeah. Because um, I do like watching him draw this team. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm also excited to see him get to expand, like, yeah. his kind of, like, imagination, drawing all the yeah. in-space things. Oh, man. Uh, and we get Moises back, so. Yeah. Well, and imagine, too. It's not all sad. Yeah, and imagine, too, like, we're going to get, I, like, I'm assuming that when we get back to Power Rangers being kind of independently again, we're probably going to see more things out in the universe that we were seeing kind of in mm-hmm. the beginning, like Machine Empire characters, Divatox characters. Like, I would love to see. Uh, <gasps> I would love to see. They come across Divatox. <laughs> I, I think they can. Like, Marco, I think, is definitely <laughs> going to do some great art, and I would love to see what he comes up with. Um, yeah. Because I think one of the things, too, that fans, you know, we're focusing on Mighty Morphin right now, but also in the comics, too, we've, we've talked about this before, is we've been seeing references and hints to the greater threats in the universe including of course dark Mm -hmm. specter so i have a feeling that ryan's long-term plans have definitely been setting up towards building and moving the timeline forward i think i I would be curious to see if we ever do get to a point where they let go of the mighty morphin the mighty morphin times and if we start going into like zeo and turbo and in space like as part of the main series hmm I don't maybe maybe not we'll see but I could see us rebooting before we yeah get there I, uh, I think Mighty Morphin will still have a mainstay but maybe they'll do something different with it who knows if nothing else I could see them jumping to like a story that takes place air quotes now yeah uh I could see them doing like, like a, a old man Logan type could. situation or we could even see uh, like what were the mighty morphin rangers doing like after they departed the team and like what was what was their role in certain conflicts and stuff i could see that too yeah yeah and then power rangers uh, would focus but, on other teams 
Yeah, but but to kind of go back to your point on like them building to Dark Spectre, I think Power Rangers universe obviously like I think gives a good point in that direction because yeah. that would give us the origin and the first time he meets Rangers mm-hmm. and then kind of what that looks like now, yeah. which would be really fun. Yeah, because uh, and oh my gosh, I didn't even think about this too because with Universe, like he's in the grid, so we also need to see how he's able to make Psycho Rangers because he has that connection to the grid. Because mm-hmm. Psycho Rangers are Power Rangers, so yeah, yeah. Uh, just a lot to do this yeah there is um i you know <laughs> we've talked about like I, I think you and i are genuinely pretty positive on a lot of things but like we really like the comics we love and, yeah. I, and i think you if you're if you're not on board with them if you if you like kind of hesitated definitely jump in check out the trades yeah um, there's a million different yeah. ways you can read them comicsology uh, you can get a subscription and read a lot of them for quote-unquote free like yeah yeah i think uh comicsology unlimited is like six or seven dollars a month yeah. if you're wanting to like do that that way exactly. um, humble bundles keep an eye out yeah if they're if they ever do another humble bundle highly encourage you get them mm-hmm. uh the way you have to get them is a little wonky yeah. but like overall yeah it's i think very i, I think it's the a great way to get them mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's kind of that'll kind of wrap our show up for today yeah. i guess then um, yeah wrapping up there uh if you want to reach out to the show you can find us on social media at may the power pod mm-hmm. on twitter um if you want to email us you can email us at may the power pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, send us comments mm-hmm. send us critiques mm-hmm. tell us that we're too positive that we're mean to fans uh <laughs> give us topic discussions mm-hmm. uh you know discussion ideas if you're interested in coming on as a guest let us know uh, we're always happy to hear from people you know let us know that you listen mm-hmm. uh uh, you, if you want to find me, you can find me on most social media at Thespis Punk. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you, Kevin? You can find me on a variety of social media, but my primary is going to be Twitter, BridgeMT3. Uh, you can also find me mm-hmm. on uh, TikTok at BridgeMT3000, posting various mm-hmm. Ranger-related videos. One of my recent ones actually hit over 2,000 likes and 30,000 views, nice. so that's kind of cool. Um, and it was just me shitposting about gays in the workplace as Power Rangers. Um, but also, too, on Twitch occasionally at BridgeMT. I am going to try and start streaming a little bit more. I do want to stream some Power Rangers games on there, so I'm trying to figure that out and get that set up. But, um, nice. yeah, definitely reach out to us on social media. We always are happy to talk to people in the community and the fandom. Even if you don't agree with what we like or what we say, Like we, I'm sure that we would be happy to have a civil conversation about it. So if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah. I disagree with your opinions okay let's talk about it just remember to be civil please don't come in like crazy we're not hasbro (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure uh but with that said also thank you guys for listening yeah if you've stuck with us if you know we we know we've been a little erratic at times but you know pandemic holidays work sickness yada 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 yeah Yeah. (laughs) it all it's all a lot and um, we really love doing this we love getting to talk to each other getting to share this with you guys um we hope you enjoy it we hope it like sparks joy uh for you Mm -hmm. with the fandom and that you go back and read these things or check these things out that we talk about um because we just really want you guys to enjoy this as much as we do and we love it um and we hope you do too for sure Uh, uh, but with that said as always May the power protect you.